So good morning again. So we're in week three of Hot Topics 2. Now, if you remember back in February, we actually did the first series, Hot Topics, and we talked about five different topics that are big in the world today. Um, and, and this time, we kind of were revisiting it, and, and y'all chose what I'm preaching on. Y'all got to choose uh, the different weeks, what the subjects were going to be, and the one thing today's subject is definitely a hot topic. Uh, if you looked at your sermon notes, you've already seen what the, the sermon name is, and, and it, it's a hot topic. So the one thing I want to do first and foremost is remember that each of us have our own opinions. Each of us have our own thoughts on a subject. Each of us may have our own belief on the subject. Ultimately, when it comes down to this, we want to know what the Bible says. And, and as we look at what the Bible says, if, if our personal belief does not align with God's word, then we need to adjust our belief because we can't assume that God's word is going to transition to what we believe. We need to believe what God's Word says. And sometimes that's hard to grasp. Sometimes it's hard to struggle. Uh, to, to, you, you got this battle within you. Well, this is what I believe. And, and a lot of times, especially the subject from today, it's you've got this belief because maybe it's a loved one who's struggling with it. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. You know, but... Ultimately, and when it affects that way, I think it changes the way we feel, and we'll kind of add to God's Word on something that may make us feel a little better or be more accepting of something. And the topic we're going to address today has definitely been in the news for a while. It's going to continue to be in the news, and some of the things that I thought was interesting as I was looking for this looking up this subject, I remember back in 2022 when uh, they were then interviewing now Supreme Court Justice um, Katanji Brown, um, and they asked her, going to be on the Supreme Court, asked her to define what a woman was. And she said she was unable to define what a woman was because she wasn't a biologist, which I thought was interesting. Then, of course, University of Pennsylvania in 2022, they had a male swimmer who self-proclaimed he was a female, so he ended up swimming in women's events, and he won the women's 500 NCAA championship as a biological male who who said he was a woman. And then, of course, for most of us in this room, I remember as a kid eating weedy cereal and seeing Bruce Jenner on there after he won a gold in the Olympics in 1976, and he was like a hero. I remember in, in the 70s, you know, I was in middle school, and I was like, man, I, I want to do this. I want to be like Bruce Jenner. Well, I don't want to be Caitlyn Jenner, who Bruce Jenner has now become. And so this is a hot subject. It's a hot subject as far as in and out of schools. Hey, teach, you know, you hear in some states where teachers can actually get a student 
um, on the hormones or whatever it is, different drugs, and, and without the parents' consent, thank God they can't do that in Florida. But at the same time, it's something, it's a, it's a controversial subject. And as, as it says, you know, what is your pronoun? So today we're going to be talking about gender identity. And I do want to say there's a couple different groups of people. And for one of the groups, whether you're here in the room or join us for church online, if you're struggling with gender identity, I want to let you know it's very possible that it could be. Um, it's a very small amount of people that deal with it. It's mostly considered in millennials and Gen Z, so it's your younger generation. But, but if you happen to be struggling with uh, gender identity, I want to let you know that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. You're created in God's image. He's got a plan. And our job is to love you. So I want to let you know, just as Jesus loves you, I love you too. And we'll figure it out together. Now for the second group. Pastor, why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about gender in church? Why, why are you going to go there? Why are you going to talk about it? It doesn't make a difference to me. I don't care what someone calls themselves, what they do, how they live their life. That's on them. That's not on me. Totally agree. However, we as Christ followers have a duty. We need to care because we are called to share the gospel with our entire community, even those whose lifestyles we don't understand or agree with. We have that obligation, so therefore we have to care. We have to care what someone is going through, what someone is doing in their lives. We have to be open and honest and care because our job is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. And we cannot do that by beating someone over the head with the Bible. As much as we want to, we can't do it by beating someone over the head with the Bible. So the whole premise of the sermon today, just like in the past, is I'm going to start out, I'm going to give you some facts. We're going to define some words. We're going to kind of grab the situation, see what it's all about. And then we're going to dig into God's word. We're going to see what God's word says about it. Not what Pastor Ken says about it. Not what this person says about it. We're going to see what God says about the situation. And as I said at the beginning, as Christ followers, we need to listen and do what God's word calls us to do. Amen? Amen. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, pretty easy to find. Open your Bible, flip a couple of pages. Genesis chapter 1 right there. We're going to be in verses 26 through 28 to start, but I will tell you, we are going to be all over God's Word today. We may go long, may go short, depends on the plan. We'll figure it out. So with that being said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28 says this. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and 
female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on earth. So I think to start this off, we need to do some defining of words. Now, if you join us for church online and you got kids in the room, I would say this is PG-13, but nowadays they teach us in elementary school. Um, you already know what the subject is. You can decide if you want the kids to be there or not. But the first thing we need to define is sex. Sex in church, Pastor? Yes. First thing we need to, to look at is sex. Sex is actually a biological makeup. Sex is either male or female. Pretty simple, right? Most of us understand that. Okay, that we, we understand that. And, and although, unfortunately, it's common for us to, to actually use one's sex based on their physical, what they look like, on their chromosomes, their profiles, but scientifically, sex is determined by someone's reproductive cells. It's that simple. It's their reproductive cells. In other words, females have large reproductive cells called eggs. Men have small reproducti reproductive cells called sperm. Therefore, that is how you decide the sex of a person. Now, that seems pretty basic, right? Seems like all of us should understand it. And the reality is that 99.98% of all people at birth are clearly male or female. Now, you notice I didn't say 100%. Because unfortunately in this world we have deformities and other things. So 99.98%. So therefore, if that's the case, if sex is male or female, it says that sex is binary. It's not a spectrum. It's not a could be this, could be that. It's, it's binary. There's two choices, male, female, are the two choices that are given when it comes to sex. So then you have gender. Now, gender is different. Gender is our, biolog uh, is our biology. Uh, it's expressed in social, social and cultural roles. In other words, it's man or woman. So sex is, sex is, wow, so se sex is male, female, gender is man, woman. Now they are related, but they are distinctly different. Um, you have gender identity, basically how you feel. How you feel, do you feel masculine or do you feel feminine? That would be your gender identity. Um, and then you have gender expression. Gender expression is that external manifestation of our gender identity. In other words, how we express our gender, gender identity um, through our apparent, appearance, our clothing, our hairstyles, our mannerisms. Now, here's a reality check for most people. No male and no female actually express their gender 100%. Now, you may be saying, well, I'm a man's man. I will tell you, I am a man's man, but I don't mind watching Hallmark movies. Okay, just so you know. Maybe a little feminine in me, but I don't mind doing that. Okay, so guess what? I don't actually show the gender of a male all the time. Remember, I grew up 
in a house, three sisters and a single mom. I played with Barbies growing up. I also played with G.I. Joe, okay? I, I played in the dirt. I played dress up with my sisters. Yes, I've worn makeup. I've actually dressed as a woman for Halloween when I was in middle school, went to middle school dressed as a girl. Guess what? I am still a male. I am still a man. I always will be a man. Now, on the same side, I know there are women who will hunt, fish. They will kill a deer, skin that deer quicker than I could ever do it. Guess what? There's still a woman. The reality is we're never 100% what our gender is. We do go back and forth. And so in a moment, we'll actually dig at what the Bible says. But as I was doing some research for this, I said, you know, who would know more about male, female, gender, sex than a neuroscientist, right? Neuroscientists study the brain. They should be very, very well versed on what's happening. So I actually found a neuroscientist that wrote a book called The End of Gender. Now, Deb, uh, Dr. So, who wrote the book, actually is a self-proclaimed atheist. Now, the irony is, in her book, her own colleagues do not like what she said. And the reason they don't like what they said is a, a devout atheist, when you read what she says, man, it lines up with what God's Word says. This is a neuroscientist who goes by what biology and science says, not what the world says. And in her book, she actually wrote this about the connection between gender and gender and sex. She said, biology, not society, dictates whether we are gender typical or atypical. The extent to which we identify as the sex we were born as and the partners we have we are sexually attracted to, when sperm fertilizes an egg at conception, the baby will either be female or male. This biology will influence hormonal exposure in the womb as well as the child's resulting gender identity. At about seven weeks, if an embryo is a male, the testes will begin to secrete uh, testosterone masculinizing the brain if the embryo is female the process does not occur so although sex and gender are both um, biologically based it isn't accurate that they're actually interchangeable they are two different things unfortunately here in here in the world today we actually kind of put them together in everything that we do it's kind of just easier to say male or female you know you may be talking about gender and sex, all the same thing, but they're actually, they are different from each other. And, and you think about it, one big thing you see nowadays is, you know, when someone gets pregnant, what do they have? They have a gender reveal party. Well, the reality is they're not revealing the gender, they're revealing the sex of the child. But gender reveal sounds a whole lot better than a sex reveal party. Think about it. I would rather it be called a gender reveal party instead of a sex reveal party. So, but we interchange it so much and, and the understand that we know the difference, but we just mix the two together. It seems to be so much easier um, just to mix them together. But know that gender and sex are two totally different things. 
even though we put them together. Um, one other thing that's out there, they got this, uh, it's called gender dysphoria. And gender dysphoria is distress caused by a mismatch between a person's gender identity and their sex. Now, just because someone feels a, a little uneasy at some time about their sex does not mean that they have this dysphoria. Actually, part of the definition of it or the, the actual clinical reason for it by the American Psychiatric uh, actually says this, it's a marked incongruence between one's experience or expressed gender and their assigned gender lasting at least six months. So if all of a sudden today, you, you know, I wake up and I say, I feel like a woman, it doesn't mean that I have gender dysphoria. Now, if I do that for six weeks, I probably have a problem. But just doing it once in a while, it, it's not one. And I think a lot of people will get confused when all of a sudden their, their, their little boy wants to play with Barbies. That, oh, my God, he's got gender dysphoria. No, they're being a kid. And, and we need to realize that, that it's okay to be a kid. None of us are 100%, do not 100% show our gender in everything that we do. Um, it's common for a person, especially growing up, to sometimes wonder about their gender. It doesn't mean that they have dysphoria. In some cases, even people who consider actually becoming a tr 